0: Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. I want to welcome everybody who is joining us online right now. Can you just put your hands together and welcome them? Thank them for joining us. Two weeks ago, we started a series called While I Am Waiting, and uh, you know, we're all waiting on something in life, and I want to make sure that we, don't want, that we don't waste our wait. I want to make sure that we wait well. And so I want to go back to the life of David, and today we're going to start in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, and then I'm going to hit uh, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, to kind of pull this uh, message together. But where we're at here in David's life He's about to go and hear the challenge of Goliath. Goliath was a giant who had been challenging the army of Israel for 40 days. He's been taunting them for 40 days. And we're going to see not only what happens when David shows up, but more importantly, why he was there in the first place. This is important. Why was David there in the first place? Why was he able to hear the challenge of Goliath. Let's look at it. 1 Samuel 17 verse 17. The Bible says, and Jesse, that's David's father, said to David his son, take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these 10 loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take 10 cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See if your brothers are well and bring some token from them. Jesse is giving his son David some specific instructions. He says, take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these 10 loaves and carry them quickly. Don't delay, don't sleep in, don't run any errands before you get there. You don't have time to stop by Starbucks. God knows you don't have time to stop by McDonald's in the morning because that line is forever. Dunkin' Donuts isn't much better. And so anywhere in the Dallas, Georgia area, you don't have time to stop for breakfast, David. You've gotta go straight there, go quickly, carry them quickly to the camp of your brothers. Also take these 10 cheeses to the commander of their thousands, see if your brothers are well, and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the Valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning. And left the sheep with the keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse commanded him. And he carried to the encampment, and as the host was going out to the battle line, shouting the war cry, and Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath, By name, came up to the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before, but this time David was there to hear him. Now, if you know the rest of the story, David hears the challenge of Goliath, he steps up to the plate and he takes Goliath out. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verse 1. And if, that's a big if right here. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do. Other translations say careful to follow all. Somebody say all. His commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. If you read on into Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, you will see the blessings of verse 2. But the point is this. God is saying, if you will do this, I will respond with a blessing. If you will faithfully obey my voice and be careful to follow all of my instructions. How many of you have ever done or seen paint by numbers before? I think we have a, a, an example of this on the screen. <laughs> we picked the expert level <laughs> apparently, but you'll see there's, there's a drawing and on the drawing there are different numbers and then there are corresponding colors to go with those numbers. The idea is if you follow the instructions and put the proper color with the proper number, then you'll get the desired result. Now, you could just wing it. We got any like wing it type people out there? Like, you know what the recipe says, but you're just going to figure it out for yourself. So, so you, could wing, you could wing this whole paint by numbers thing and you will get a painting, but it will not look like the intended result are you following what I'm saying like you can do it your own way but it's not going to look the way it was intended to look and this is very important for you to understand the instructions you follow will determine the future you possess I want to say it again because I want this to sink in this is true for every aspect of your life the instructions you follow will determine the future you possess Several years ago, when Ashley and I were dating, she had moved into an apartment, and she bought for herself a television stand, and she asked me to put it together. So I was like, yeah. So I got the tools that came with the kit, which is basically one Allen wrench to do the whole job. And I'm like, I got this. I'm a guy, and I don't need instructions. Any men out there want to relate? Like, I'll figure this thing out. I mean, how hard can can it be? It's a bunch of pieces of wood that lock together with a bunch of screws. And you know what? Here's the thing: if there's a few pieces left over at the end, then that's just something for a future project. You know what I'm saying? And so I proceeded to put together this television stand without the instructions. I was going to do it my own way, and I built something. I built something. But it was not what she needed at the time, so I had to go all the way back to Walmart and buy her a brand new television stand, and this time I followed the instructions. Here's the big idea. You can build your life your own way. You can do life the way you want it to do it, but are you building it right? You can build relationships and marriages the way you want to do it. You can come up with your own blueprint and your own design for how you're going to do life and marriage and business and all of these things. But the question is, are you building something that will last? Are you building something usable? Are you actually building a TV stand that the TV can hold or are you building something that as soon as the TV hits it, it falls apart? I just want to say this to you, because many of us, and I'm I'm guilty of this myself, I've decided I'm going to do life my own way, and then when it becomes a train wreck, I'm standing there going, what happened? <laughs> well, dummy, you didn't follow the instructions. Someone actually designed this TV stand and gave you instructions for how it was supposed to be built. Step by step, and if you would have just followed that, you would have gotten the intended result. But since you decided, I'm gonna do it my way, you got a piece of garbage and had to go back to Walmart. Do you know that God's design for your life is the best design for your life? It's not always the easiest. <laughs> it's not always the easiest way, but God's design for your life is the best design for your life. God's design for marriage is the best design for marriage. God's design for how you do work and handle business is the best design for it. And he says in Deuteronomy 28, if you'll faithfully obey my voice and follow my instructions, instructions, be careful to follow my instructions, then I will cause my blessing to chase you down and overtake you. What is he trying to say? If you'll do it the way I've designed it to be done, then you're not just going to flourish, you're also going to thrive. In every aspect of your life, your marriage will thrive when you start doing it God's way. Business and finances will increase when you decide you're going to do it God's way and not your own. If you are willing to faithfully, somebody say faithfully, faithfully follow. Two weeks ago when we started looking at David, we were looking at the process between the pasture and the palace he was a shepherd boy anointed to be king but he didn't immediately leave the sheep and go to the palace there was a process and we started looking about how he handled his process how he handled his waiting season and we talked about how he worked while he waited we we talked about how he was faithful in that season he he, he continued to watch out for the sheep he became a skilled musician he became deadly accurate with a slingshot and all of these things were things that were preparing him for where he was going to go that's what you need to know about the waiting what you're doing while you're waiting is preparing you for where you want to go i want to take that one step further today because in, in, in 1 first samuel 17 what we just read was one day david is out there with a the sheep and his dad says hey come up to the house and David give, and Jesse gives David some instructions to follow. He tells him, I want you to take some food to your brothers. Now, now you've got to understand that David's the youngest brother, which means he's the one that gets picked on all the time. Anybody got younger siblings or you were the younger sibling? You, you understand that there's something in your DNA that just causes you to want to pick on those that are younger than you and smaller than you. The greatest Christmas of my life was when my older brother got a punching bag for Christmas. Because that meant he no longer needed me. (laughs) Because I was the one that he used to practice his karate on. I was the one he used to practice all of his wrestling moves on. I was the one that he wanted to box all the time. And I didn't ever want to box. I mean, he's six years older than me, okay? So I never wanted to box him but he would coerce me into doing it. And this is how he would do it. We only have one set of boxing gloves at the house. And I was like a big Rocky fan. And so he came up with a compromise with me. He's like, Arm, I'll let you wear the gloves. And I thought, like, well, how cool is this? So I wore gloves he didn't, and he bare knuckle boxed me. And, and I, I, would get, I would get tired of getting hit. And so I would go ding, 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 ding. You know what that means? Like, it's time for me to go to my corner. Well, apparently I started going to my corner more than he wanted me to and he got frustrated and he threw me into a rocking chair. And for years I carried a mark under my eye of like a busted blood vessel. For years of my life I carried this mark. I'm, I'm amazed that my brother is allowed to preach in a church today and he's not, he's not wasting away in a prison somewhere. But the point is this, like when Jesse tells David to go take food to his abusers that's probably not the first thing on his list of things he wants to do like I really don't want to wake up early and take food to them when I've got stuff I would rather be doing but David faithfully follows the instructions of his father as mundane as the task seemed like just take some bread and cheese to your brothers I mean that doesn't seem very important. I'm going to be king one day. Think about this. I'm going to be king one day. Yeah, cool. Well, in the meantime, take some bread and cheese to your brothers. But that's why David was there. That's why David was there to hear the challenge of Goliath. And that moment changed his life forever. So here's what you got to know. While you're waiting, you've got to faithfully follow. While you're waiting, you have to faithfully follow The Father. Turn to the person next to you and say, faithfully follow. The Father. Why is it important that I faithfully follow the Father? Because he's wanting to take me some places that I can't get to on my own. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? God is wanting to take you into some things and into some places and into some relationships that you would not get to on your own because you're not even aware that they exist. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, verse nine, it says, what eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, what's not even entered into the imagination or the heart of man, that much more has God prepared for you. But the only way you're going to find it is by following him. The only way you're going to get to it is by faithfully following his instructions because he's trying to take you somewhere that you've never been before. That's why he tells Israel and Joshua when they're about to go into the promised land, he says, you've got to follow the ark. The ark is my presence. That's, that's the presence of God. God's telling Joshua and the people of Israel, as you go in to, to take hold of this new land, you need to make sure that you stay close to my presence because I'm taking you somewhere that you've never been before. That's what he tells them. I'm gonna take you into something that you've never seen before. I'm gonna take you somewhere you've never been before and the only way you're gonna get there is to stay close to me. Back in September, uh, my wife and I took our family to. Uh, we went out west. We flew into Denver, Colorado, and then from there we just drove. I feel like that's what we did on our vacation. We drove. We did like over two thousand miles, and <laughs> we had a GPS. Thank God. And just side note: How many of y'all remember when you had to print out your <laughs> MapQuest stuff? How many of you remember when you had to go buy a map and sit down and highlight your route? How many of you remember, like, when your horse would have never made it that far? (laughs) If you remember that, you're too old. But welcome. (laughs) But it's amazing. Now we have these devices on our phones. We have devices in our cars the GPS system. And it helped me get to where I was going. We did over, like, 2,000 miles in the car that week. And there's no way I could have gotten to our intended destination without that GPS. I I could have gotten somewhere. And I promise you, it would have been lost. I, I mean, I can't tell you... How many hundreds of miles we drove in the middle of nowhere, like no buildings, no gas stations, no nothing. But this GPS with this sweet little lady's voice would say, Turn here. In about two miles, take a right. And then when I would get like really close to it, she would vibrate and go turn right. See, I was able to get to where I was going because I was following instructions to go somewhere I'd never been before that's how it is with God he's trying to take you somewhere you've never been before and he will reveal to you how to get there through the power of his Holy Spirit that's what if you read on in first Corinthians second chapter verse 9 he says you haven't seen these things that's not entered into your imagination but my spirit will reveal it to you what's he saying my spirit that lives inside of you will give you step by step instructions you when to go, where to go, where to turn, what to walk away from. How many of you know there are some things in our life we just need to walk away from? There are things in our life that God is trying to like pull us this way and we're like a stubborn horse fighting and trying to go this way. And he's saying if you'll just walk away from the thing that you think that you need, the thing that you think that you want, the thing that you think that you desire, I've got so much better for you. So many times we get stuck in bad situations because we settle for less than what God has made available. If I want to take hold of the good things that God has for me, and if I want his blessing to chase me down and overtake me, I've got to learn how to faithfully follow. Turn to the person next to you and say, faithfully follow. Now here's where we're going to start digging in. I've got to faithfully follow even when it doesn't make sense. I've got to be willing to follow God even when it does not make sense. And can I just tell you, there will be many times that God will ask you to do something or instruct you to do something that will not make any sense. That's why in Proverbs, the third chapter, verse 5 and 6, he says, you've got to trust me with all your heart. Then he gives this. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me. I'll direct your path. I'll get you where you need to go. But here's two things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to learn how to trust me and not lean on your own understanding because I'm going to ask you to do some things that sometimes will sound crazy. I'm going to ask you to do some things sometimes that you will not want to do. I'm going to ask you to do some things sometimes that will seem very, very difficult. I mean, if you read the Bible ever in your life, you'll see there are some things in there that will challenge you in the natural. I mean, God says, love your enemies. I mean, that doesn't make sense. If you really think about it, it really does not make sense. Apart from Jesus Christ, apart from what he has done for us, it makes no sense to love your enemies. It makes no sense to pray for those that have done you wrong. God says, forgive them. Well, that doesn't make sense. They did me wrong. They didn't ask for forgiveness. Forgive them. God teaches us to to live a generous lifestyle, to live open-handed. Like, whatever I place in your hands, I want you to be willing to release. All these things challenge us. We don't want to do it, and sometimes we don't because it does not make sense. But what we have to understand is is our ability to release the love of God that actually brings the love of God into our life. You can't receive forgiveness from God unless you're willing to release the forgiveness of God towards others. Generosity is God's way of saying, I've got some stuff I want to put in your hands, but I cannot do it as long as they are closed and grasping on to what you have right now but if you'll learn to be generous if you'll learn to trust me even when it doesn't make sense and you'll open your hands i'll open the windows of heaven and i'll pour out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain well that doesn't make sense but the blessing is not attached to you making sense of god please hear that because you're going to go through things in life that makes no sense you're going to walk through times and seasons that don't make sense you're gonna face situations that you didn't have planned on your calendar. I mean, let's just look at the past two years of our life. No one got up with their New Year's Eve message for 2020. It was like, I'm ready for this year because a pandemic's coming, everything's shutting down, the world's gonna go crazy. Some are gonna wanna wear masks. some aren't gonna wanna wear a mask. Then people are gonna start losing their jobs over getting the jab, it's gonna be amazing. No one did that, you know why? Because we had no idea it was coming. We have no idea. But we have to believe that when we come to these moments in life, when we have no idea and it makes no sense, that God is still in control. I've got to learn how to faithfully follow him, even when it doesn't make sense. I mean, just think about Abraham. God says, I'm going to give you a son. And through this son, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. Abraham's like really old. Sarah's really old. And they had no blue pills back then. Those of you who are laughing know about the blue pill, apparently. (laughs) They didn't have any of these. (laughs) Sorry, Gavin. (laughs) Can y'all edit this out? Oh, we're live? Oh, hey, everybody. I'm Pastor Arm. Get yourself a blue pill. It'll make you happy. (laughs) I mean, it's just getting worse. Chris, it's getting worse in here, brother. (laughs) I mean, give me a shovel. (laughs) But Abraham, I mean, they're really old. So the thought of having a kid at that age makes no sense. But guess what? They have the kid, right? Then God says, here's what I want you to do, buddy. Go and kill the kid. I mean, let's just, like we read things like this and we just skip over it. And many times we skip over it because we know the end of the story. But I mean, let's just put ourselves in that situation. God, you've promised me this. You defied all odds to make it happen and now you want me to extinguish it it doesn't make sense but abraham faithfully followed god even when it didn't make sense and i want you to see what the bible says he says because you've done this god tells abraham this he stops his hand abraham's got the knife he's about to come down god says stop stop don't do it and he says because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. And I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. God was seeing: are you willing to faithfully follow me, or are you just talking a good game? Because many times we talk a really good game when it comes to our our faith journey, but we're not really willing to walk out what we say we believe. We say we trust God, but when the situation comes and we actually have to trust him, we panic. We move in fear because it doesn't make sense. But I've got to learn how to faithfully follow even when it does not make sense. I remember years ago, I was in a band And it started kind of taking off, and we were able to play out some places, and we were having a good time. And then, like, one thing led to the next. And, I mean, we were on 99X. Like, things were good. Things were looking great. And my brother said, we're done. And I was like, do you remember you used to beat me as a child? (laughs) But he said, we're done. We're done. We're not doing this anymore. The life I wanted to live, the direction I wanted to go in, was shut down. And it didn't make sense. And then, on top of that, my brother said, we're gonna become the youth group band. And this is back when youth groups weren't cool. I mean, we didn't have like a cool space to meet in, Sean. We we met in a children's classroom that had elephant border and camouflage background. That's the room we met in. And our band's playing to 15 people under fluorescent lights. We were on 99X a few weeks ago, We were playing in clubs a few weeks ago. We had light shows a few weeks ago. We had fans a few weeks ago. Now we're playing in the youth group band. But God blessed our faithfulness because it was him that was leading us in that way. And when we did what did not make sense, God blessed it. And he allowed us to do more in that season than we could have ever thought or imagined, more than we could have ever done on our own. What am I trying to tell you? When it doesn't make sense, I've still got to faithfully follow Because the blessing is not attached to me making sense of God. The blessing is attached to me faithfully following. Second thing is this, I've got to learn how to follow when he seems silent. I've got to learn how to follow God when he seems silent. Because there will be times in your life where you feel like, God's like really ministering to you and speaking to you and leading you and guiding you. And then there will be times when he seems very silent. And I experienced this with the GPS. Because there were times where it's like, you got to turn here, you got to turn there. Like, you got to do this, you got to do that. But then there will be like these long stretches of road where the GPS wouldn't say anything. You know, and you're like, well, what's going on? Like, where am I going? but I realized the GPS isn't talking because I'm still walking or driving in the direction she's instructed me to drive into. There are times that God will speak to you and give you direction and then there will t- be times where he seems silent. He is silent because he's waiting for you to continue doing what he's already asked you to do. Does that make sense to you? There's no reason for him to give you a new direction until you have faithfully followed the direction he's already given you. And some of you are in the process of just walking that out. And he's sitting there silent because he's thinking, you still got a little more time. You still got a few more miles to go before your turn. When it comes time to turn, Cameron, I'll say, hey, vibrate, vibrate, turn. But until then, keep on doing what you know to do. The Bible is full of God's instruction for our life, our family, our relationships, marriage, you name it, it is in there. And God is saying, just keep on doing what you know to do. Don't deviate from the plan. Do it my way. I've already laid it out for you. Just keep on doing it. Keep on heading in the right direction and don't get weary in well-doing. That is such a huge scripture to me. Don't get weary in well-doing because if you will not faint, If you won't give up, if you won't back off, there will come a time in your life where you will reap the harvest. But you can't give up, Sean. Too many people give up too soon because it doesn't make sense or they feel like God's silent because God's silent, God's not in it. But if God has spoken it, he has not changed his mind. Keep on moving until he says something again. God many times will not give you what is next until you faithfully obey what is now. Jesse did not tell David to go fight Goliath. He told him to take bread and cheese. But because he took bread and cheese, he was able to fight Goliath. Many times we want God to show us what's way out here. But God is saying, don't worry about what's way out there. Worry about the step you're gonna take right now. I mean, God tells Abraham, I want you to leave your house, your family, and go to a land that I'm going to show you. He does not give Abraham a clear picture of that land and how to get there immediately. He does it step by step. But that's how God orders our steps. You know, the Bible says the steps of a good man or a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. He does it step by step. Until I do this, he'll never tell me to move my left leg. Does this make sense to you? But many times we're sitting here we're praying god just tell me what to do tell me where to go and he said i already did move your right leg so let's let's make that practical like you're in a relationship right now you're in a marriage right now you're you're in a business adventure right now do it the way god has already instructed you to do it because until you faithfully obey what he's already said he's not going to give you any other direction And we've got to stop twisting what God has said to meet our own desires and agendas. Does does that make sense to you? Because many times we'll twist what God has said to make it fit our agenda. And I don't need to do that. I need to simply say, God, this is what you have said, and I will trust it, and I will follow it out. I'm not going to deviate from it. Please hear me in this room. God has the best design for your life. Do not mess it up by not following his instructions for it. This is not a relationship, a marriage series. But this principle right here, absolutely, absolutely can be applied. Because so many times we get into a relationship and we want to do it our own way, and then things don't work out. Can I just take a moment to pass through for a second? Is that okay? If you've got somewhere to go. You're welcome to leave. I know people who, when they start dating, they move very quickly in that relationship. They move to a place where they're doing this, doing that, and then they move in with one another. Very quickly into the relationship. They move in with one another. Well, what happens is when that relationship goes bad because they didn't really know the individual that they're moving in with, what do they do? They break up. And what happens? They move out. Are y'all following me so far? If you do this over and over again, and again, I've seen this happen in the lives of people, you do this over and over again, what you are doing is you are practicing divorce. Because when you actually do get married and things get difficult, and they will get difficult, your knee-jerk reaction is to say, I'm out. I'm done. Instead of fighting for the marriage that you're in. If you would have done it the way that God intended for you to do it in the first place, it would have been a little more challenging. It would have been really difficult, but the blessing would have been on it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The blessing of God would be on it. God will not bless your disobedience. He only blesses obedience. Obedience is the only key that unlocks the door of God's favor and blessing in your life. If you faithfully obey if you faithfully follow. You can't do life your own way and expect to get God-given results. The third thing I'll say is this, follow through the fear. Follow through the fear. I am not saying follow the fear. A lot of us will miss what God's trying to do in our life because we will follow the fear. And fear is always there. I was thinking about it today like, There's nothing that you'll go into that fear is not going to be an option. Starting a new business, fear is going to be an option. Starting a new relationship or taking that step to get married, fear is going to be an option. Starting a new church, getting involved in a ministry, fear is going to be an option. Giving to a church, being generous with your finances and your time, there's always going to be fear. Fear is always an option. But I have to determine, will I follow the fear or will I follow through the fear? Am I willing to keep on moving towards what God has asked me to do even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? See, David pins these words in Psalm 23 where he talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He understands it because in 1 Samuel 17, he's in the valley of the shadow of death. It's called the Valley of Eli. That's where he is at. He's about to face this giant that is a champion. He has been a warrior from his youth this man has backed down the entire army of israel and the king of israel this is a bad dude and david shows up and here's his challenge i really believe that david had some fear there i really believe that fear was an option i really believe that he thought you know what i could just leave these breads and cheeses and go back to the sheep the sheep are a lot more safe than that guy because they don't carry a spear faith was an option, but he mastered his fear. He overcame his fear. He stood on top of his fear. That's what we need to learn how to do with fear. We need to learn how to take the fear that is in our life and make it come under our feet through the power of God who's not given us a spirit of fear. So when fear shows up, I go, that's that's not from God. That doesn't belong to me. So I I'm going to keep on moving. Fear is always an option, but so is faith. And the direction you choose will determine the destination you inhabit. David's life would have been a different story had he followed the fear. But he became a national hero overnight because he followed through the fear. What are you fearful of today? What is it that keeps you up at night? God is greater. God is greater. Start speaking life to that situation. Start saying things like, God is in control. God is for me. And if he's for me, nothing can be against me. I am more than a conqueror. I don't have to fear this trial because he is with me. Even though I walk through it, I'm not going to fear it. He's with me. He'll lead me. He'll guide me and he'll help me. It may not make sense, but he'll get me where I need to go. God has a way of always getting you where you need to go. Sometimes it's kicking and screaming. It's much easier just to relax, by the way. I've tried it both ways. i can just learn how to relax and rest in his presence it's like a river that will move me where i need to be but i've got to learn how to faithfully follow but the only way i can faithfully follow the father is through the son and the power of the holy spirit so if you're in here today you're watching online or listening to the podcast and you hear what I'm saying, but you've never received Jesus Christ into your life. That's step one. Jesus is the one that gives you entrance to the throne room of God to where you can start receiving instructions from him to follow. He gives you the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to do the will of God. See, the Holy Spirit gives you not only the power to do the will of God, he gives you the desire to do the will of God. Because in your flesh, apart from Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will never desire to do things God's way. It is only through God working in you that he's able to will and do of his good pleasure. So we've got to surrender our life to the Father through what Jesus Christ has done for us and receive his spirit. Some of you have given your life to Jesus. You're saved, but you've not surrendered your life to his spirit. And today we need to say, Holy Spirit, I give you my life. Lead me and guide me into your truth and allow him to challenge your thinking. Allow him to challenge your thinking. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's that? It's allowing the Holy Spirit to change the way you think. The world has a pattern for life and marriage and living and thinking, and it's not working. We're not getting better. You wanna talk about evolution? People believe in evolution that like things evolve over time and get better watch the news it's not we're not evolving into something better we are devolving it is only christ jesus that brings us into growth into multiplication into increase and i've got to be allowed, allow myself to say god what is your way what is your way of doing things what is your way for me to do my marriage? What is your way for me to do relationship? What is your way for me to do business and finance? And God, when you speak it, I'll faithfully follow. I'll faithfully obey, even when it doesn't make sense. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person that's watching right now, I'm asking that you would touch their heart and touch their life. God, minister to them in a new way. God, help them and give them the strength. Give them the wisdom they need to follow you faithfully. In Jesus' name. Amen.